0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hey, Look, Listen. My name is Owner Reardon. Today, I am joined by two of my best friends, Jonathan Marcy and Liam Sheehan. Oh, oh that was oh, really nice. I know, I know. How are you guys doing? Good, man. You? Good, good. Marcy, back home? i fa- fantastic. Yes. yes, I'm
1: back home, and I'm out of hotel quarantine. I am I am on parole, so I'm, I'm very excited.
2: <laughs> You're on parole? We are now two-thirds in Ireland. I don't know if that changes or affects anything. I think people might want to know that we're more Irish than we ever were.
1: I think we can, yeah. I think Owen's heart will always be in Ireland. It's not enough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was just okay. going to say this is the most <laughs> humble beginning to the podcast that we've ever had, but you know, you kind of just went and <laughs> Gentlemen, let us kick off as we always do. Let me know what you're playing. What's going on? I haven't, I feels like I haven't spoken to you two in actually forever.
2: Yeah, the kind of behind the scenes of the podcast. We actually there was actually a big gap in our recording this time. Yeah, um, I still play Mass Effect. Remember we did an episode on that
1: oh, five yeah. years ago. Remember yeah, that? We did, yeah, check it.
2: I'm so on, on Mass Effect 2, I'm enjoying that. But um, actually, I'm back to work now. And I remember last time we were talking about how uh, there's that mini game in Mass Effect Two where you're mining for um, materials off planets. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I just I kind of came mm-hmm. home from work and I was like, yeah, I'm going to play Mass Effect Two for a while, and then just. You know, because you know, it's optional, but I I just love getting all those materials and being and having as much as I can. <laughs> it really did kind of feel like I just went from my job to another job, my space <laughs> job, you know, <laughs> just, just mining planets. I was doing it for about half an hour, but um, I did play um, a different game. I want to talk about very briefly. Um, uh, it takes two. Oh yes. It's the new one. Oh, man, his name is escaping me, but he's made two games before. He made a game called Brothers uh, Tale of Two Sons, and he made a game called uh, No Way Out.
1: Oh, yeah, the one escaping from the prison. Yeah.
2: Yeah. and uh, also he, cannot remember the name. Yeah, and he, his his whole thing, well, well, Brothers Tale of Two Sons is a single player game, but it's uh, it's a weird, you play as two characters at one time. But uh, his second game Escaping the Prison was pure co-op co-op storage thing was multiplayer and uh i kind of thought the story was the writing was a bit trash in it <laughs> but you know it was kind of like a bad straight to netflix dad drama or something but um that was one of the most fun i've ever had playing a co-op game Yeah. until i played it takes two which i i was shocked how good it was like this game completely crept up on me i'm playing it with my girlfriend we haven't finished it yet um and it's just so fun. It's so well designed. Like I love three D platformers, and it's kind of a dying. Um, it's kind of a dying genre. You don't, you don't get a lot of them anymore. But like, I was shocked that one of the best ones I've played in years came from this guy. You know, it's just outside of how good, a fun a co-op game is. Like you know, you always each each chapter of the game, each player gets a different new mechanics. You each have different jobs to solve puzzles and do the platforming. There's just a fountain of ideas, constantly, constantly changing it up and adding new mechanics, and it's it just it's so creative. So well designed and long, but for for the type yeah. of game it is, I was expecting about, you know, seven, eight hours. It, it it keeps going on and I'm delighted because it's one of those games where I would play it, I would happily just keep playing it. And I got it on sale for 30 quid on PlayStation Store. And I think it's only, I saw it in GameStop physically and they're only charging 40 for it as a new game. So fair play to them for releasing this game, um, you know, cheap, but I don't know the, the amount of creativity and design that I would have happily play full price for this game. So, like, it's an unreal bargain. I just, I don't I sort of have a bad thing to say about it. I'm <laughs> shocked by how good it is. Um, the story and the writing, your mileage may vary. Uh, it, it depends how much you like kind of, you know, whimsical kind of shit. It's, um, it was a bit grating at the beginning, but I actually started liking it. it. You know what the premise is? It's about two parents yeah. divorcing who get turned into dolls. And then the deaths are going to adventure. Did you
0: it. played this one as well, Marcy, didn't you? Yeah, me and Steph uh, played
1: through most of it uh, just before I left uh, for Ireland. The exact same as Liam, Absolutely loved it. Really, really loved it.
2: But uh, the thing is, you know, like like when I was talking about my other one of my other favorite games, Resident Evil Eight, I was highly anticipating it. I just loved the feeling of really being surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I just didn't see it coming. Especially with these other two games, I really like, but this one I think is easily my favorite. Um, and I'm um, excited to get back to it when when we and uh, Fiona's schedules line up again, which it hasn't done in like a week now. But <laughs> but yeah.
1: Of course so what weird, about yeah.
0: you? Did you? during your time in quarantine? It it would you would imagine that it would be the perfect time to hop into a couple of things.
1: It was um, because the room couldn't have been any smaller. Um, <laughs> I was I was uh, I had what three fifty minute walks a day outside. So, yes, playing uh, video games and watching uh, TV was what kept me alive. Uh, Three games in particular. uh, Two were actually games I played before, uh, so nothing too exciting there. Um, But uh, I revisited The Witcher, uh, this time uh, on Switch. Uh, The Switcher, the cool kids. The cool kids don't say that, but someone calls it that. I'm sure I saw it somewhere. Um, It's actually, it still blows my mind that they managed to fit something like that on something so small. Like, uh, it, like it, like yeah, the graphs are great. Yeah. There's lots of lag and frame rate drops and stuff like that. But after playing it for, you know, a couple of hours, you get so engrossed and sucked into it. You just forget about that. Um, mm-hmm. and realize what an incredibly good game it is. Um, and then the other two games I played, um, I played on stadia. And so I've <laughs> good and bad things to say about the next few minutes, but, um, uh, so I really wanted to go back and play red dead 2 I've, I've wanted to do that for, for a while. Um, it came out, what, 2018? So about three years ago. Um, I actually remember Owen, you saying this once, that or when you finished it, that you put it down, you'd probably never play it again. That's yeah. exactly how I felt when I played it. Um, loved it. Brilliant story. Amazing game. Um, just a chore sometimes to get through. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I kind of feel like yeah. I experienced this. Yeah. You know, I have my thing. Um, but I wanted to give it another, another go. I uh, didn't have my PS4. I just had my Switch um, and a, an iPad. So I said, give Stadia a go um still a great game uh stadia still doesn't work uh really <laughs> at all um the internet in the hotel was about 150 megabytes so it was pretty really solid um the, yeah you, you, it's like, good according to stadia right?
0: that should stream 4k should have 4k minimum 30 yeah yeah, yeah Come on so, google
1: yeah but no um it might just be down to the ipad app which i know was it only came out a few months ago and um, so i'm still working on that um but lots of crash games. Um lots of twice a corrupted save file, which for oh, a game Christ. like Red, Red Dead yeah, Two right. is, yeah. you know, it's that's kind of unforgivable. Thought. Yeah, yeah. So it's unforgivable. Um and then the other game I played, um, which I am now still playing, it's kind of, you know, followed me into the outside world. Um, Baldur's Gate three. Um
2: Marcy's playing RPGs, I'm loving it. Uh,
1: yeah. It? Man, it's loving one of, it. it's just absolutely it's just so amazing. And this is, um, this
2: is a new one, so this is it's still in beta or whatever, isn't it? This isn't yeah. the final game.
1: No, it's still already yeah. release. You've got about twenty five hours. Mm. Um, I've wow. played through it one and a half times, um, nice. which is really? a ludicrous thing for me to say. Um, again, I tried it in Stadia. It might have been the alpha, so I Stadia. Slide of that one, um, but now that I have um, uh, you know some more stuff available to me, um, it's just so good. I can't wait for the the full release to come out. And I, I what are you playing this. that on? And um, so uh I'm playing it on my, I don't play on my work my work laptop, which is just, <laughs> absolutely they're not gonna they're not nice. going listen to this. Uh, I'm not gonna listen to this. Uh playing on my work laptop. Um, and then I was even I had so many workarounds, like I was playing it on uh you can play technically you can play it on the PS four browser, um, which doesn't really work, but I had to try and find a away, a workaround. Um but it's amazing and it's my new my newfound love. But yeah, what, what have you been playing on?
0: Nothing on a Frickin console browser which I didn't even know still existed if I'm being completely honest with you <laughs> um, I, I essentially played uh, Red Dead with dinosaur robots for the last uh, three weeks and that being uh, Horizon Zero Dawn oh, so I was hoping that was the title of the yeah, game DLC be or something <laughs> um, it would be a natural fit but yeah given the um, Sony's latest um, state of play this digital uh, conference or digital snippets that they do sh- showcasing some games. They showed the first uh, in-game footage of Horizon uh, into the into the West, um, which is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. And I have played it when it first came out, and it was it was one of those things where it came out day on day, I believe, with Zelda Breath of the Wild. So there was a, almost to a certain degree an unfair comparison because Zelda famously lets. That game lets you go anywhere and do anything, but the shackles were on Horizon, which um, it was a bit jarring playing at the to- at the time. So as much as I enjoyed it, I wanted to give it uh, another go and just kind of beeline the the story of that game, and uh, you know prepare myself for the eventual sequel, which is meant to be coming out uh, this year, but I see that being pushed to next year. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a uh, great, great mechanics. It's freaking beautiful. It's like it's it one of the, the the best looking games that I've that I've ever played, and I'm super looking forward to the sequel. And then I, I hopped on the PC. I'm back on the PC, uh, gaming train now. Uh, renewed my Game Pass subscription after Microsoft uh, unloaded the next round of Bethesda games upon us. So I'm three or four hours into the Evil Within Two now, which is um. The sequel to the very underrated Evil Within. Yeah. Uh, I've one. never
2: I've never played either of them, and they're from Shinji Mikami, Shinji I believe. Mikami. The guy who made Resident Evil. I don't think he works in Resident Evil anymore. Although they did come to him when they were making seven and he kind of gave all the kind of here's what you do if you want to relaunch the franchise, here's the things to do, you know. Uh but he's been working on Evil Within, that's been his thing. So I've no idea why I didn't like play those games out of sheer loyalty to that guy. Yeah.
0: It's interesting. They're a mix between you know, the best parts and the worst parts of Resident Evil <laughs> right, okay. and uh, elements of um, a psychedelic enhanced version of Silent Hill. Um, so a lot of that really, really just terrifying imagery that you wouldn't necessarily get in, in Resident Evil because it's not as paranormal and much more based in uh, cultish zombie like things. This one is very, very um, much more based in where your your mind can go. Um, and a lot of psychotic imagery, which is quite disturbing.
2: One for Marcy, so yeah.
1: Why would why you play that? Like, what mood are you in? Like, Friday evening. Oh, I wouldn't mind getting the shit just, scared some, out of you. Sometimes. Do like
2: you know when you turn 25 and you stop feeling things? And sometimes you just huh. want to play video games to feel things. That's why. That's, that's when you play a scary game, Marcy.
0: Yeah, like, oh. I, I'm playing because I want to be scared. You know, and. call, it, call me up!
1: I'll scare you for an hour.
0: <laughs> Do over <know> <laughs> <laughs> I do have one
1: question if you um, about Horizon because I can kind of hear it in your voice. I think it's kind of the same as me. It didn't blow me away, like you know, because mm. it, it, it got such praise, like regards like one of the best games of the of that generation. It didn't blow me away at all. Did, did, did like did it blow you away, or is it kind of more of a you know it was good? But that's kind of it.
0: It's it's remember Assassin's Creed one to Assassin's Creed two. Mm. It was very much the the dna of something incredible is is locked within that game but they just couldn't do it for whatever reason at the time so there, there yeah. was you know it be it the repetitive nature of some of the open world's missions which to be honest i you know a lot of ubisoft and games like uh, ubisoft games have that kind of repetitive nature anyway and they've gotten better over time the 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 little things like the lack of exploration functionality and being able to go anywhere and do anything and like not being able to jump up a two foot cliff. Um, so, and, you know, elements like that were very, very annoying. Um, but I think from what I'm seeing of two and what they showed was very purposeful of all of the critiques that people had about the first one, um, from transversal to, um, the creature design and how much more, one, sophisticated it was, and, and two, how changed up it was. There wasn't a lot of variety. Um, yeah, and and so, making her a man, of course, as well. That, that was why. Oh,
2: thank God. I might buy it so. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No way. Hey, I, I like... No, I shouldn't defend myself, actually. Was just a, <laughs> <laughs> I was just to say. I was about to say, I like Metroid, guys. It's okay. Don't worry about it.
0: Aloy is a very, very interesting character. She's voiced I, by I liked uh, her she, Ashley she's, Birch, yeah. Ashley's one of my favorite yeah. voice
2: actors. She used to be what like you a it, Yeah, hey Ashley, watch your play. She used to be like an internet comedian A Fair play through. She's one of the most prolific voice actors in the yeah. video games now.
0: And she's, she's actually, in so. Mythic Quest. Um as one of the main actors. Oh. that's right. On, yeah. on Apple. Um yeah. yeah, and Aloy's a great character. See, and she's like a really great mascot. So the I definitely I didn't pay attention to the the facial stuff until post Twitter, to be completely honest with her.
1: Yeah, until someone pointed out to me. I didn't see it, to, to be very honest. But What's it...
0: they kind of masculined her a bit, to be like into? they puffed up her face. Yeah, yeah. There's oh, I didn't hear um, anything about she's the... definitely grown into the body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um which is is interesting given the backlash of some of the element chosen for The Last of Us 2, which we won't speak about. But of course, I bring up The Last of Us 2 on every episode, and it had to be done. So <laughs> the, re- the reason why we're here today, gents, is to speak about uh, an event that has just passed. Um, and I'm really curious to speak to you guys about the legacy of this event and the, the future of this event, event and what it means to you guys, because I know that, Marcy, you're a bit indifferent. Um, and that, of course, is uh, E3, the Electronics Expo. Um, And for those who don't know, it's a a trade show that happens uh, every year, except when, you know, we're in the height of COVID, uh, organized by the ESA, the Entertainment Software Association. And essentially, uh, it's an excuse for developers, publishers, um, game developers to introduce and advertise their upcoming games to um, the industry. Yeah. So, Marcy, you're not overly taken with E3, are you?
1: No, no, I'll expand on that. No, I, we, we, have, we, have to, we have to fill up some time. Um, yeah, like it's going to be really hard for me to talk about this without coming across as either, you know, A, a bitter old man um, or, or just, yeah, B, a bitter old man. Um, I've, I used to watch when I was younger, um, you know, when it, when it meant something. Uh, when you got you got proper game announcements and you got real game trailers. Um, I'll bring us to very recently where I watched um some some of the E3 with you two folks. Um, and I had to sit through what twenty two <laughs> minutes trailer of Guardians of the Galaxy, the game. Um, but, but their that... banter, their banter was <laughs> yeah, the on yeah, point. Their banter, yeah, amazing. Um, but yeah, I like I go into a bit more later. But I think for me, it's just become much more of it's just it's just not it's also still about games. It's just I don't know, man, I just never really enjoy it. I find that if I sit through and watch it, I'm like, well, I could have just easily could have caught up on this uh later on today. Like I don't need yeah, I don't need an hour and a half to two hour event to sell me uh on games um when, you know, nine out of the ten games are games I would never buy anyway. Um hmm. But yeah, indifferent is you're being generous. I I only watched it just so I could <laughs> see you guys. Uh.
2: I mean,
0: where's your head at?
2: <laughs> I think utter disappointment is a part of it's a part of the ceremony that is watching E3. <laughs> I remember, um, I think I think we were in fourth year in school and we and it was a big trip um, that I didn't get to go on because I was sick because I was a, a sickly asthmatic asthmatic child. Anytime I got an asthmatic child, anytime I got a <laughs> anytime I got sick, I just got horrible chest infections. There was one trip I think it was up to the. It was the place, uh, Ackle. It was Ackle where that game I played recently was... Um, yeah, the like, Sulfur actually. Mines. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Sulfur <laughs> Mines. <laughs> and I remember being at home, being a bit miserable physically, and, oh, I didn't get to go on a trip. And I didn't know E3 was a thing at the time. It had been going on for much before that. But I remember suddenly there was a shit ton of news coming on, on, like, the gaming sites days ago, to And I was like, what is this? I th- I could be wrong. You know, my memory is a bit, a bit vague. But I think it was when the DS was announced. I think that was my first, like, E3. And then from that day, like I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And all the content. So here's Xbox doing their thing. Here's PlayStation doing their thing. And Nintendo and all that and PC. And from then on, it just became something I look forward to every year. And then, as you know, I started getting better internet and technology. And the internet started getting better. I started watching the press conferences live instead of um, just kind of uh, getting the news off of, um, off of websites. And it was really when when I was younger and I really needed something like that. You know, it was brilliant, and I think I've continuously tried to capture that feeling well into my adulthood. I still like Marcy is completely correct. You know, you should just get the highlights of what 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 interests you because this thing is for it's for investors and it's for press. It's not it like it's not technically you know for the fans, though. You know, pretty much is at this point. But I still just try to recapture that feeling. I love watching E3 every year. And because um, you can get such crushing disappointment out of, of a company, like not showing anything <laughs> that interests you, but it can be amazing to see something revealed live as well. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing for me. Obviously, E3 is something you can go to. Well, not this year, but it's a big convention where people go to play games as well, and all the press play the games. But like, obviously, my experience with it is just, it's just the announcements. And I. I don't know. I, I I don't want to be apathetic. I I, tr- I try <laughs> to make this an exciting event every year, and it, sometimes it fails. Uh, this year was almost a complete write off. I thought Nintendo uh, fucking brought it though. They brought their their a game that was really exciting, and I, I and the main reason I really wanted to do it this year um, was because I ended up really missing it last year, and we I could have really used an e three with a bunch of announcements in the middle of the the fucking twenty twenty. And uh, I don't know. I was really really just ready for e three, and it was. Uh, a, a six out of ten but yes, but yeah i think i think it's a fun thing i don't really i, I like i with everything morrissey said but i'm just like it's, it's it's a fun thing to do every year to have all have all these things all these announcements
0: yeah you know like a tree started off as something for retailers i actually believe right, it was like, it was a way for yeah. developers and publishers to to showcase okay we have x game coming up therefore you can actually purchase um your inventory and know what you are going to want to stock your shelves with for the remainder of the year and i think it was in around um i forget the i forget the year but it was incidents like as consumers and bloggers and you know press people who as press kind of moved towards the influencer kind of sphere where the journalists were fans and the journalists during the Q and A's of the E3 press conferences would actually start asking very fan based questions instead of industry questions. And I think one of the famous stories is that a Nintendo journalist and fan asked Miyamoto in broken Japanese, uh, what's it like to work at Nintendo or for Nintendo? And apparently there was just like a massive awkward pause (laughs) um, because it was they had never experienced something like that before. It was like the first instance of, oh my God, like this guy isn't asking about, you know, when is this, you know, coming out? What can we expect? He was asking it about so a cultural and... question. And that, exactly like, what do you expect to sell for the next fiscal year? All that kind of stuff. Um, so I think like from them, they, they kind of shifted what the show was away from, away from that kind of, you know, B 2 B industry side of things over towards the consumer show. And I think it's forty to fifty thousand people now over the course of a weekend who are who are in the, the convention center. And for me it's actually the most <laughs> magical time of the year. It's uh because I'm trying come to I, now. Yeah crap, come yeah.
1: On. Yeah, what, on, what on. I wanna interrupt you. Go, go ahead. Man, yeah, yeah. My
0: love for E 3 has no bounds. And it's um it's a staple for me every year. Like I almost like plotted out in the calendar of like, okay, I'm the person. This is the schedule of events. I'm gonna try and ensure that I actually want to watch. Yeah, the
2: same. I had I had the press conferences on my on my Google Calendar this year, and I, I yeah. beforehand I checked out which ones I wasn't working for that I could actually watch and stuff like that. You yeah.
0: don't
1: even find the Google Calendar for the podcast. <laughs> okay, well, this is, half is
2: the in, fucking time. This is insider stuff
0: that's to the podcast you, that we don't need to know. Yes, to the world. <laughs> but it's it's a mainstay in my calendar and it's something that it's become really upsetting as a fan of e3 to to see to where it's kind of gotten to now um this year was a year where three to four different e3 type events were happening within the time frame of that e3 would usually happen so uh, your your attention was divided to so many places that it really diluted that like that core E3 experience because everyone else is trying to capitalize on. Freaking Netflix had their own Geek yeah. Week E3-type event where they announced TV shows that were related to the video games. You know what I mean? Um, so the plethora of emotions that you go through over, it was always like a three-day period. You know, it was like historically, like those events, it was like, okay sony and microsoft is like on the same day and then it, you like are holding your breath until the next day of like nintendo and it was always going to be a case of who wins e3 and i loved going into the event with that mindset and it, and i think that a lot of that was lost this year because sony didn't participate they haven't been there um, in years actually yeah they do their own thing exactly and uh, like this year lacked that. But that's something as a as a child growing into adulthood that I've loved going into E3, which is it's the highs and the massive, massive lows. <laughs> they,
2: they crush it. Like, oh no, I've spent, especially like when he was younger. Oh no, I've spent like half a year looking forward to this three days and oh, there was nothing. I don't care. <laughs> what do I do now? Where do I go?
0: That's a, like, that's it, you know? And I, I, I love like the redemption story of the year over year Announcements. Like the, the the amount of times uh like we often spoke about like what's the best year for for like gaming. And then it's you can almost say it's like, what are those years for E3 where it's like, holy shit, this was the year that they they it brought is- everything or nothing?
2: It's so funny as well, because the best moments of E3 are often not great moments in gaming. You know, the, the announcement can sometimes just, you know, Become so separate from what the final product was. Like a good example is like when they announced the DS, you know, the the new handheld system Nintendo, and uh, they they showed off a a three D first person Metroid game on it. Everyone in the audience went, "Whoa!" Like like (laughs) this is the graphics for the DS, but that game ended up being shit. So (laughs) historically, historically, yeah, no one gives a shit about Metroid Prime Hunters. I remember the name, but Mm -hmm. that's still an amazing E three moment. Do you know what what I mean? Like there's a there's a separate. (laughs) It's almost its own thing. I. I I have categories of oh this amazing game was announced here, but there's also categories of this is an amazing E3 moment regardless yeah, of what came like
1: after. K- Keanu Reeves coming out was such a like a yeah. recent moment that was like wow that's absolutely incredible. But game was you know, yeah. utter, utter garbage, <laughs> right? So
0: and it's you know I like one of my memories, and you know I'll say this uh, 2016 um, that was a year where we saw like proper first footage of like, and this was in one Sony press conference. And this is what I mean when like the the highs and lows, like the massive high of 2016 for Sony was like The Last Guardian, Mm -hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn, Detroit Become Human. And that was like the year that they showed like the first gameplay. I think we knew about those games. But in the same conference, they also revealed uh, Days Gone, Death Stranding, God of War and Spider-Man.
1: Wow. That's a stellar year. What was it? Twenty sixteen?
0: Twenty sixteen. Wow. Like all absolute a except maybe days gone. Um like I home did, run hitters. Whilst in two thousand and nine, it's shit like Microsoft had <laughs> that no Microsoft that was the year of Connect. And again, right, Would you talk oh, about these God. highs and lows and the you know, the freakish, that was the year that they showed off Project Natal being Connect, and that's the year they showed like Milo. Which? That, that,
1: that young girl and the tiger like been weird for like an hour. Connectimals. Oh my God.
2: God own oh, your memory, Jesus. That was, yeah, that was that was the last lie of Peter Molyneux before he was just stoned <laughs> alive by gamers at the, at the E3 convention center. Anyone doesn't know Peter Molyneux was a guy, he made the Fable franchise, which is great, but he was uh, big for his breaches, wasn't he? He always used to come at E3 and go, I have this fucking thing coming and oh, his, his biggest one was he had a virtual boy <laughs> you know, look at my it's, virtual it's boy," not, he not said. Not "Look the
1: at the virtual <laughs> boy." Actually yeah. The virtual... <laughs> yeah, explain that then.
2: He said, "Look upon my virtual boy in despair." And no, he was saying like this is going to be amazing technology. You're going to be able to interact with the characters on the TV and never, never before using the Connect in ways you can barely dream of. And he was literally just like fucking throwing his pants into the crowd. Everyone was freaking out, and <laughs> it went nowhere. Nothing came of it. That's another moment that's like big for E3, but like. Nothing, nothing afterwards.
0: But I I also think like part of E3, and I think it's come across in gaming now, is like the personalities associated, you know, either with the developer or the, um, uh, you know, the Sony or the Microsoft uh, or the Nintendo. Um, You know, I think, I don't know if you guys remember like Kevin Butler.
1: <laughs> yeah for Butler, yes for for, for <laughs>
0: sony it was just like this normal business guy who was just like mad into gaming but he was an absolute <laughs> he was just a parody um and like those were the days of like uh, jack tretton and like shuhei yoshida who were just like all of these like lovable characters they were almost like mascots for the yeah. brand like themselves yeah, I exactly. was about to
2: say, about to say Marcy, for me, it was like really growing up. That's yeah. how I got to know the personalities of Nintendo. Reggie um, was the president of Nintendo America for years. Uh, the late, great uh, Satoru Iwata and Shigeru Miyamoto, of course. But these are people who are just like, just they come on and I and, you know they feel like your friends every year. Like, oh, there they are. Like, I I think one of the most modeling self serious Facebook post I've ever made in my life was just how genuinely upset when uh Satura Rwana passed away. Because mm-hmm. he was just he was just this lovely guy. And I think the reason why like I knew the man to, to behind Nintendo Present of, of of Nintendo rather than just the games and why I cared was E three every year. This is where you see these people. So yeah you're
0: totally right. Uh it was it was two thousand and four and you'll enjoy this one Marcy and Liam. It <laughs> uh, <laughs> was Reggie's debut and oh, they, they marched him out and you know what his first words were <laughs> uh my name is reggie yeah. i'm about kicking ass taking names and we're about making games
2: oh, fucking God. nintendo in the 2000s trying to appeal to yeah. the kids is so funny Dude. like <laughs> remember didn't it, was there was one time someone someone asked him you know um about something and he's just like that's sony's problem like he wasn't you know, he didn't care what he said <laughs> Yeah he, was, yeah, he was such... He only retired like two years ago. He was a yeah. constant presence in uh, the gaming industry. And he's sorely missed.
1: But so lovable. It's like, uh, like yeah, exactly. Very wealthy businessman, obviously. Some business exec, but just like super a lovable talented, guy. Super
2: talented, and really liked it. But he was, mm. his mannerisms, his speech pattern were so odd. Like, odd and I don't mean that in a sulting way, but just so unique. He was just such a kind of a, 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 a lovable kind of weird guy. And he'd come out and you're like... The Legend of Zelda would be coming to the Americas in 2019. The Americas? I don't think anyone has said that since Christopher Columbus, Reggie. What a weird way to put that. (laughs) You know, know, stuff like that, you know?
0: (laughs) But then like, uh, but Reggie's the perfect example of how E-Tree spawned this massive meme culture. You know, it's it's shit like the the I forget what game he it was about, Liam, but when Reggie came out and said that my my famously, my body is ready.
2: We fit, probably. <laughs> yeah, no, do you know, it's probably going back. You look back and it now it's probably fucking Kirby superstar <laughs> or something like, that. Like, whatever big Nintendo game of that summer. He had to push it, but he just was
0: like, "I forgot. I'll go, I'll go full in and say my body is ready." <laughs> <laughs> but like on the meme thing, part of part, you know, as well as the highs and like that 2016 year for Sony, is the absolute fucking shockers that you get that just become pure memes. And my fa- my favorite one above anything else is um the historically accurate samurai game genji yes. oh yes absolutely yes. amazing they're they're on stage they're giving this developer walkthrough where they're spewing off for two minutes about how historically accurate everything <laughs> is uh, in the game and then it just cuts to okay and now we're just gonna fight this giant enemy crab <laughs> that was the that was the first no. big E3 moment for me. That
2: colored my whole experience. So yeah, that was I was, I was just sitting there going, "What did he say?" And this giant enemy crab. But that's something you don't get anymore as well. Is that like these are game developers who have to stand up on stage in front of crowds in the way rock stars do it. So they're they're so. It's not, their, it's not their
1: skill like they're out of their comfort zone it's such they're a big so, way
2: they're so often so awkward and like power yeah. to them fair play to them but you, you don't get it much anymore i think people started realizing that a lot of people are tuning into e3 just for you know a bit of a bit of a giggle you know but, but was um, the,
0: that was the same year so as always the psp that was announced this year that year mm. um and i forget who was on, who was on uh, stage but it was the uh the unveiling of ridge racer and
2: oh, no. <laughs> he, did the, he did the impression of the opening, didn't he?
0: Yeah, really happy. Yeah, and no, he lit- literally on stage was just like unveils it and his ridge racer on the screen. He's like, and his ridge racer, ridge racer. Do, 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 what he says? do you know what he says? Remember that one?
2: <laughs>
0: we do, we do.
2: Um, yeah the the king of the awkwardness for me is I don't know if any of you recall or have seen um, 2010 Konami because Konami when they actually used to make video games they used to be um, they used to have their own press conference it was in a smaller center but it was absolutely bizarre it was like something from fucking Twin Peaks and it was completely unintentional (laughs) But, but can I just set the scene for how that conference opened okay you had a man on stage angrily saying, if you're leaving in the middle of this conference, leave through the back doors and also be careful what noise you make. You don't want your noises on the internet. So that's a weird vibe already. <laughs> it's a very strange vibe. He walks, he walks off stage and like the president of Konami comes on, he does a, a, a quick little thing and he goes, now I present to you the Konami E3 press conference. He walks off stage, the lights go down. Silence, nothing. On stage, glee karaoke revolution. comes on on the screen. Nothing happens, right? It's just sitting there. Then a guy gets up from the front row of the audience and walks up to the podium in the dark, stands there. You can't even (laughs) see him. He just goes angrily play the trailer <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> nothing happens an error computer error message comes onto the screen Daft Punk's um, better, stronger, faster plays for five seconds <laughs> <laughs> and it was absolutely surreal and that was how they opened and that, that conference was just the epitome of E3 awkwardness from then on it had that guy who came on he was he was introducing a game called um, 99 Nights 2 and he walked on and just kind of gestured to the screen and everyone was like what? what? And he, until they clapped, until everyone clapped, he wouldn't stop gesturing the screen. And he started <laughs> boasting about uh, one million troops, you'll be fighting one million troops. And everyone's <laughs> like, and kept, Yeah, and he kept gesturing them. And the, the, eventually, the audience are literally going like, Yay, like really sarcastically, like that. And the, the, the sumo wrestlers came out at one point, slapping oh, stage. I remember that yeah, the, the, Death Death was was
1: the Mexican wrestlers, yeah.
2: It was it was it was absolutely fantastic, and thank God I was watching the press conferences live at that point because I'll never forget watching that going on the press conference. It was
0: actually, to be honest, it's it's almost borders on the so severe of parody because I remember there was also <laughs> the guy. Who, in all fairness—he was trying his best uh, broken English, and he mm-hmm. was the guy who was announcing the dancing game. It wasn't like a it wasn't like a oh, DDR, but Dance, then they Dance started. Revolution. It was it was one of those, but then him and another guy started dancing in front of the same screen that Liam yeah. was talking about. Yeah. But, like, just started, like, squirming on the ground, <laughs> like, doing all of these really weird dance moves.
2: That was another unfortunate thing about that conference, is that you had these Japanese developers who were, like, really enthusiastic, paired up with a kind of awkward translator guy in a shirt, and they had to have, like, witty banter with each other. And it's a, yeah, and. yeah there was a lot of awkward dancing but I, I wouldn't change anything i'm sure it's on youtube if anyone listening to this wants to uh, check it out i can't you will, believe you will cringe into the ground though it, 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 but it, it's brilliant
1: i can't believe you brought up the fact that silent hill also uh were they they showed something at that i remember they brought that guy on who did the really awful <gasps> magic trick yeah. where he's yeah. wearing the long black like leather jacket pretending oh to fall off <laughs> <laughs> yes, completely insane we should
2: just done an episode about the Konami 2010 press conference <laughs> to be honest
1: um,
0: <laughs> uh, but' th- th- saying that like th- th- those are the lows as well as very much highs um but it, there's instances where pre- you know press conferences go before other press conferences generally someone kicks off the show um and there are like certain moments especially around pricing. You know, pricing of new consoles, and there's like there's there's two things that stick out in my mind. One is from like uh when I was I think I was watching some documentary about um uh, console wars. I think it was the console wars documentary, and Sega Saturn back in '95 mm. um, cost five hundred USD dollars, and it was the year that Sony PlayStation was announcing that their the cost of their console, and literally the guy just walks up on stage and he just says $300 and yeah. he walks off stage
2: yeah, yeah. i'd love, I would love to do an episode about um about the playstation's launch sometime and how the n64 saturn the playstation how the playstation absolutely demolished him. it's such a fascinating mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it reminds me as well on many years later of when um Xbox and Microsoft are doing good shit right now, but do you remember on the dawn of the Xbox One, we'll say? so. Oh,
1: my Xbox, God. The, um, they, said. Said, secondhand they said, hand games.
2: they said, they said announcing all the things, there's no secondhand, you can't play secondhand games on it. Uh, there was, uh, definitely, uh, there's other things, because all Sony had to do with their press conference then was literally come out and said, listing all the things that, um, you know, yeah, you can play secondhand games on the PlayStation 4, you can do all these things, and the crowd, it was, the crowd literally started going, Sony, Sony, like they're at a fucking rock concert, like,
1: was absolutely bizarre do, do you remember that little sketch they did for it they did like a little sketch where it was like it was
0: um, Shuhei Yoshida and Adam Boys. it was like it was yeah. unreal <laughs> like
1: how was it how to it's a, how to it, trade in a game or how to buy a secondhand game
0: yeah it was like uh it was uh how to play like a secondhand it was how to play a secondhand game and uh it's just a video step one and it's Shuhei Yoshida just hands a box to Adam Boys. <laughs> and then it's just play the game uh, or something. It. it was it was and, and, and
1: it cuts, yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely so sarcastic I love it. And that's exactly why I think we need E3. So like Marcy genuinely how would you like to consume the announcement of your games because saying that saying that everything that we've just spoken about the industry has shifted a lot because People are stepping away from E3 and they're doing their own, uh, one, they're doing their own digital events that aren't, you know, live uh, in a theater. Mm-hmm. They're they're live streamed, but they're pre-recorded. Um, and someone like PlayStation does, like, they do their own miniature E3, which is PlayStation experience. Yeah,
1: like, funny enough, all the stuff we've talked about there that we kind of talked about as lows are just like I can't Boys. stop smiling. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I really can't. They're actually such nostalgic, fun memories um, from growing up. I think I'll give you an exact example of something that really made me kind of lose a bit of um, faith uh, in these kind of game presentations. I think it was Blizzard Con, and it was the folks um, uh, from Diablo who came on stage, and we were all absolutely positive uh, that what Diablo for. Um was going to be announced. People were like, the crowd was so pumped up, so excited. Instead, they announced Diablo for uh mobile. Um, which you know, I remember, I like, I remember at the time, I can't remember how long ago that was, but I, I didn't laugh at all. Like, I, I was like, that's not funny at all. Like, who wants that? How completely detached and removed are you from your fans
2: Exactly.
1: Um, to to make an announcement like that, and that's my problem with E three. <laughs> Like a lot of those kind of fun kind of characters or kind of personalities we've talked about have moved on now. I find that the longer E3 goes on, the more it shows these big gaming industries or big gaming companies, excuse me, are just more and more detached from what people actually want.
2: I think I think, games, you know? I think. it's gotten better, though. I think it's gotten better. I think we've gone past the low point already. I will always remember the Wii era for Nintendo. And I have such affection for the Wii. I have mixed feelings about it now all these years later, but I have such nostalgia and affection for that console. But I remember feeling quite abandoned by Nintendo, you know, because they, they had such colossal success with all demographics for that console. As someone who was just like a, just a Nintendo nerd, I just felt abandoned to the point where like, yeah, yeah, You'd be like, I think that nowadays, right, if you tune into a Nintendo E3 conference, okay? And they know you have I'm gonna be old man yelling at kids for a second. A lot of kids these days don't know how good they got it, that you're getting a Smash Brothers with all these amazing characters and that you're getting you're always guaranteed like a Zelda or like a big Mario announcement or like Animal Crossing. There's so much coming out. I th- I think. But back in the day you'd be there, okay, we got one more thing to show you, and I'd be like sitting there, like, you know, maybe not in the the best. Uh, mental health at the time just going oh my god I need the E3 can't end like this show me a Zelda show me a Metroid show me a Mario please Nintendo and they'd come out and Shigeru Miyamoto waving a Wii remote around introducing Wii music while this embarrassing guy plays Wii (laughs) drums behind him and they just do a terrible version of uh, the Mario theme and it just crestfallen like that that's the E3 low you know the disappointment and I think it's better nowadays I think like i think yes, with, with the last two years nintendo anyway well skip 2020 nintendo killed it i thought i thought they, their e3 conferences were great there was a lot of cool announcements this year i outside of nintendo i was a little bit a little bit miffed i was kind of i was a little bit disappointed it wasn't the, the Wii music low but i wasn't seeing anything that really really excited me
0: yeah like it it works best when and you know the last couple of years, you know, with COVID and everything, it's been a, a bit of an anomaly, right? Because we, we were in the middle of a new console launch and there was minimal, really, when you think about it, there was very, there seems to be very little um, hype driving uh, uh, events or announcements around those. There's, you know, the one or two, maybe because we had grown used to E3 is the one stop shop for you, that's where you're going to fucking learn everything. About that new console. That's where you're going to learn yeah, the price. You're going to learn the the, the lineup, etc. But instead, you know, well, I think of both of them the 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 Xbox um, Series and the PS5, and it was just such slow drabs of information that e3 works best when it doesn't have the uh, competitor um, developer announcements around it. That it is the one stop shop for all of that and everyone wants to beat her and I think we're shifting away from that right I think we're yeah, I yeah, think we yeah. are sh- the more nintendo directs we get um mm. the less they they can they want to bring to e3 because they don't need to you know the fact that you know we're, we are talking a lot about nintendo but like um the the fact that like microsoft this year didn't bring uh fable the fact that they got such criticism 12 months ago for uh halo 5 single player that what you bring to e tree the biggest stage in the world for it is you bring the halo multiplayer and not redeem yourself no, you know God. what i mean it's, yeah. it's, it's the set, like the state when the stage is stages are set to bring all of your 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 cards um then like it, it works best um i think a lot of companies now with that they know they can do it themselves yeah did i need e3 anymore yeah yeah
2: I don't know, maybe. Um, maybe people will start missing it when it's gone, you know? Maybe maybe it needs to die for half a decade or so and come back bigger than ever, you know?
0: I don't know. And I'm okay with them being inventive about it. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the... Uh, I think Nintendo have, you know, kind of over the last couple of years been a company who really got it right. And, you know, kind of what they do is... You know, they, I think they, the last few years they've brought the heavy hitters to, to E3, mm-hmm. but then from a show floor standpoint or point of view, they generally just bring one or two games for the show floor. And then they just like really focus on those. But uh, like something that sticks out in my memory. And it was really fucking cool to watch. I couldn't imagine what it'd be like there to experience it was when Sony did the orchestrated one and they brought everyone like room to room and they only brought like four five games I think it was and they announced those games with like a live orchestra
1: okay this is something really uh, just I'm I'm like an asshole here we're going to say it Um, Mm, I uh, I would love so like you think about the movie right usually the thing that catches my eye with a movie you want to see is something that's won an award or that was shown in front of a bunch of critics um, and was critically acclaimed. And you're like, wow, this is going to be the next big thing. You have to watch it. I'd love if each three kind of moved more in that direction. Again, as opposed to me having to watch a 22-minute trailer of Guardians, of, you know, fucking other, I can't get over it, but other like games I just don't want to kind of hear about, hoping that the game that really everyone is tuning in for pops up for a minute like let's say you know starfield for example now i i was i actually missed the start of it with you guys um but when i went back there that day and i actually watched the trailer for that i was i was like wow that's actually i'm so excited for that i can't wait for that to come out um and they have the start of the press conference so good for microsoft and i'm, I'm happy that but i just feel a lot of these uh, these companies are putting that that kind of stuff at the very very end and i have to kind of trudge a bunch of shit yeah, I don't a, want to
2: anticipation. watch. It's the It's the one more thing. It's like, oh my God. It's
1: anticipation, man. is trying to sell me stuff I don't want. Like like say <laughs> the, the Final Fantasy little, little, like that was like Square Enix where they just blitz through a bunch of Final Fantasy stuff and just threw yeah. it at me. They're like, buy this, buy this, buy this. Um I, I love mind.
2: the moment to moment. I love like sitting like I'm just going to use Nintendo's press conference this year as an example. Like they had a lot of cool things, but I was, I was there for Zelda. I was there for the Breath of the Wild 2, the um, Breath of the Wild sequel, and, uh, which was, ended up being the last thing and much smaller trailer than I was anticipating. That's a whole other thing. But then in the middle of it, you're just sitting there and you're kind of relaxed and it's whatever, and it's like, um suddenly Metroid is in your face. And it, that's what I love about E3. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I had Zelda in my mind and suddenly a new Metroid was being announced. Not Not only a new Metroid, it's like, Sorry, I won't go on about Metroid, but it's like suffice to say, this isn't Metroid Prime. There hasn't been a main Metroid game since the Game Boy Advance in like two thousand and two. This is a long coming sequel. This is something that you kind of like. I I probably dreamed this would be announced at E three like fifteen years ago, but gave up on it because it was too unlikely. So those are the big moments for me.
1: Um, you 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 deserve that. Do you know what I mean? Like what well, you, you just said, it shouldn't so be announced. <laughs> no, I don't mean you specifically. I mean like people who are like our long-term fans. Like it should have been announced 15 years ago because people have asked for it year after year after year. I just, you know, it, it annoys me.
2: Well, games... Video games. <laughs> <laughs> video games <yeah. laughs> I
1: didn't know this podcast was gonna be about video games. So what, like twelve or thirteen now. Oh. Um, but
2: like the, the Square Enix one is the perfect. Like I loved the Nintendo one, but I'm a big Square Enix fan, which is something like I find these days, or in the last decade, like, quite a embarrassing thing to say a lot of the time. Hey, I'm a fan of Final Fantasy, and Square Enix It's like, really? Are you? Are you okay? Because it, they make embarrassing games a lot of the time. But like, I was super hyped for their their fucking press conferences, and I watched it this year, and I watched it with G, and it was awful. It was, like, really embarrassing. Yeah. It was just like, oh, God. That, that was... That's, like, yeah. That, I really wish I didn't sit down and watch that, to be honest. You know, like you were saying earlier on, like, I could have just got the highlights for that because I was just... Every time... Because there's a Final Fantasy sixteen in the pipe works, and they've shown the trailer. I was waiting for that for the whole conference and they didn't show they showed 22 minutes of guardians of the galaxy 15 minutes of life is strange um a really bizarre final fantasy spinoff that kind of became a meme afterwards it, like he says the word chaos like 15 times in the trailer he's like i'm here to kill chaos chaos must die and then it just kind of petered out and ended and i was just like hollow inside well there you go like, that actually
1: means mine. <laughs> i should have said all that
2: but that's the dance we dance for these three more see these are the chances we take
0: uh, gentlemen, before we sign off, any favourite E3 memories that you would like to shout out? For people, a lot of these are available online as well, so uh, I encourage people to check them out.
2: Well, Owen, I know you share my love for this one, but um, i talk about Zelda for a moment. Um, Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, is, uh, if anyone who doesn't know, it's an amazing game, one of the best games ever made, but it has really cartoony graphics that was very atypical for a Zelda series, and at the time... A lot of people really disliked it for that. A lot of people were crying out for a more realistic looking Zelda so go, to go back to the kind of Ocarina of Time. Uh, check out Halo hey Glistens' episode of Ocarina of Time to find out about that game. Um, <laughs> so in one E 3 can't tell you the year, uh, 2004, 2005. 2004, 2004 just got, yeah. Yeah, 2004. Nintendo finished off their press conference with Reggie on stage going, and we're going to take one more adventure on Nintendo GameCube. And Greenfield... Um, conan the barbarian music playing which is weird but why not if anyone knows the soundtrack for conan the barbarian that's an amazing soundtrack just panned out link you know it's link immediately riding a horse um and it zooms in on them and it's realistic graphics and the crowd went fucking ballistic now i wasn't watching e3 at this time but they went
0: insane and that's not where it finished Liam.
2: Yeah, and then the trailer ends. You know, close up at Link and fades out to Shigeru Miyamoto coming on stage with the master sword and the Hylian shield, <laughs> doing his weird thing. I wasn't watching E3 at the time, like I said. I've only seen this as like archival footage on the internet, but it was absolutely amazing. It's it, it just, it's just one of those like it, one of those moments that reminds you how much people love video games. You know,
1: mm-hmm. I um I have three, but I'll be very very quick because two kind of sandwich a very small moment, um. Uh, one of them was just—it was nice to know they're they are working on a new Elder Scrolls. Like it was, it was a pretty <laughs> rubbish uh, unveiling. It was just like a title, you know, the, the title over some landscape. Those are the worst. Yeah, yeah, yes. but it was just nice Agreed. to know. Actually, yeah. I was like, oh, thank God, they're actually doing it. I can go back to just waiting for it. Yeah, um, <laughs> which, is, which is fine. Um, I won't go into the Metal Gear Solid two one because we we did cover that. But that ten, I think it was like a, was it a ten minute demo, yeah. Um and like the the Konami, uh, Konami boot. Um was jaw-dropping. Um, the one I'll talk about as a game, we haven't spoken about um, on the series yet, but I think it was 2002 2003, and um, they showed a demo of Half-Life 2. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if you guys remember this, but it didn't have anything to do with story or anything like that. All it showcased was the physics and um, like little snippets of, of gameplay throughout the different parts of the game. Um, Oh my god like i had been such a fan of the first one um and see like you know two or three three years later to see it, it make such a massive leap but the way it looked the way it played um was unbelievable so so exciting um but at the time none of my friends played half-life so i just had to kind of you know had to kind of just have that moment on my own which is fine that's okay but um yeah I, I, that's a, a moment i'll, I'll never forget
2: but Marcy, you just reminded me of something. There, there's a lot of times over the years I've be watching E3 and kind of experiencing it alone. And but I would go into you know going to school or work or wherever I was and talk about it. But I do like like we did with the Microsoft one. I do like to experience it with people. Now that's another thing we talk. But I was very kind of like I messaged you like Do you want to watch um, the Xbox and Square Enix conference to get it? So it, that's another part that makes it a lot funner. even if it's a bad conference. It's fun to watch it with other people.
1: You know? Yeah, it really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice to suffer guardians with the both of you. I will say that. <laughs> <I don't
0: worry. laughs> i'm, I'm gonna f- I'm, I'm gonna finish this one with something that i don't think either of you probably saw coming it has to do with nintendo but this uh this is one of those magic moments in e3 where it's not ruined by spoilers um and you know i think the big thing about e3 and what what really sucks is when you have stuff leaked for you lot, and these,
2: da- these days there's every almost everything leaks almost everything. like yeah. I'm, yeah. Shocked, I'm shocked i'm shocked i'm shocked more shocked when things don't leak you know um just a brief one on uh, two years ago, Banjo Kazooie. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Banjo Kazooie. He mm-hmm. ended up in Smash Brothers, uh, which is something I've wanted since I was a child, and I did not see it coming. And I would have been gutted if that leaked for me. You know, to sit, to sit there and experience it—that was like one of my favorite three moments. Mm-hmm. I hate leaks. It leaks ruin it. Like you can't avoid if you're anyway gaming inclined. You can't avoid leaks because you'll go somewhere and you'll just see it. You know?
0: Yeah. My something that really stands out in my mind because it's twofold actually. Uh, 2017 it was Soft's press conference and it was their one more thing and uh yves uh Gell-Mont gets on stage and he invites a friend up and from the back of the room up the aisles unbeknownst to anyone walks shigeru miyamoto and he gets on stage and the two guys announce uh, mario versus mario and rabbits or mario versus rabbits which one is actually a great game if you have not played it i highly recommend it's very very good um and it's the two of them holding guns on stage which is just so uncharacteristically uh (laughs) miyamoto but the thing that and to liam's point of like how much of a collective and uh, 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 inspiration games can be and how deep people are um uh, into this is miyamoto and Yves Gilmont called out the head creative director for the game who was sitting in the audience, Um, and Miyamoto saying that the work that this guy did on the game, that Miyamoto was so incredibly proud, and the guy, uh, his first name is uh, David, uh, French from uh, Montreal, no, not Montreal, it's over in Paris, I think, starts blabbering crying
2: oh it was so yeah. nice because i can imagine right? it Shigeru Miyamoto is one of my heroes as well like can you imagine being a young game developer and or and just him saying that to you i it was yeah I, I completely forgot about that oh that is absolutely one of the loveliest yeah. e3 moments ever actually
0: yeah it was so wholesome totally like it just totally stands out in my memory and i i look forward to uh m- many more moments hopefully, uh, hopefully. in the future because yeah, who more knows? Men, that?
1: More men crying—that's what's going to make. Me <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want.
0: We, we don't get enough of that. <laughs> Share your feelings. Do it with us here in the podcast. Um, we're going to wrap things up there. This was a very nice discussion uh, about each. A bit, it's di- bit
2: different, bit different this time. We said we'd do something mm-hmm. a bit different. I uh, hope very, everyone very top loves top. it.
0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Until <laughs> next time, we have been. Hey, look, listen. Goodbye.
1: Thanks so Bye. much, everyone. Thank you. I have an outro music.